Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Thank you to everyone who submitted some mailbag questions on Instagram and Twitter. We asked you all delivered. Chris and Kyle picked out some of their favorites and answered. It also got Chris's creative juices flowing, and he came up with a few of his own. Enjoy the fun on the back half of the show to start Chris Reviews Monday Night Football and talks about how the scoring in the NFL is down. Stay tuned for our Double Drop Wednesday. We've got Tom Garsting. He was a contestant on the History Channel's Alone, and he's a native of Central Virginia right here in our backyard. He was generous enough to join us in studio to recap his time on the show, what he learned, and the relationships he made. studio j today we got uh bo allen out uh he's on the disabled list with a hurricane so he's um he's stacking up sandbags outside of his tampa residence i think he might even be evacuated by now bucks uh chiefs which is going to be a hell of a game is probably going to be played in new orleans or in minnesota from what i'm hearing so it's impacting the green light pod it's impacting the nfl Hurricane Ian could be the asshole. How do they name these things, man? I just know they're ordered alphabetically. So like the one that comes after the next one is the next letter in the alphabet. I don't know who actually chooses the name. Yeah, interesting. But they got to run out at some point. Well, Bo's evacuated. He's okay. Uh, and Bo will be in Philly hopefully this weekend at our, uh, you know, our Legends tailgate. Go to the chrislongfoundation.org website to check that out uh, under events. Um, we're going to be tailgating at the Navy Yard before the game. Going to have a few former e- Eagles players there, myself included. We're going to be bullshitting, shotgunning beers. Um, we'll be doing a live show, green light in the parking lot there with with um, Philly media legend Les Bowen by my side. So um, as well as guys like Brent Selleck, Todd Harriman's is talking about coming out, AJ Feely, and Bo. If Ian doesn't act like a total asshole this week. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. It's probably going to rain a lot here too. So the river's going to be up, and I'm thinking maybe we should get on that pumpkin. We can give it a shot. I was kind of thinking maybe, we, yeah, we could get on. By the way, what did we, what, what did the, what did the fans name the pumpkin read? Hydrated pumpkin. Not my favorite. <laughs> you know, my I, favorite was uh, the cornucopia canoe. Cornucopia canoe. That's what I voted for as well. But hydrated pumpkin. So we're going to draw that. We'll write your Twitter right next to it. Hydrated king. So to let people in on this again, we, I want to break the record 38 miles down a river on a pumpkin. A guy in Missouri uh, did it a few months ago. He said, you know, I take my hat off to whoever breaks this record. They're probably pretty tough, which, which probably disqualifies me. Um, but I think I've got an outside chance. We've been trying to get a hold of this guy to no avail. We just want some fucking pointers. How I might increase my chances of, of completing this mission. His name's Dwayne Hansen, but they call him Cinderfella. Because of the pumpkin. 
because Cinderella travels in a giant pumpkin carriage That's to meet her prince. Good. And a total Dwayne. You know, this is a Dwayne move, dude. And 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 shout out to Dwayne. Uh, I'm coming for that record. You have to wear um, jorts and a camo hat just like he did. No problem. Cool. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Would be. What are you going to wear? Because you're going to yeah. be right there with me <laughs> for all right of the, the one or two days that we're going to be doing this. I'm just going to hype this up until I have to do it. This is kind of how I do everything, including the Waffle House, which is coming up. Oh, right. I got to go to the Waffle House coming up for last last year's Thursday Night Time Machine. I'm 0-1 already this year because of, of last week uh, in the Steelers. So we'll be back there. Uh, more housekeeping. We talked about Bo. Bo's out with a hurricane. Uh, oh, the Charlottesville Gentleman League has settled on a, on a fantasy punishment. You know, we've been going back and forth on this thing. Good news is I'm two and one. I feel like it's probably not going to be me. The better news is this sounds like a fucking real, a real cupcake punishment to me. What do they got lined up? So we settled on, I didn't settle on this. The, the group settled on this. It's like, it's like kind of a Hunger Games deal where the loser has to run. Like this guy's got a 60 acre farm. The loser's going to be running around this motherfucker in a Ralphie the bunny suit. Macon, Macon says that we should still do, uh, Macon thinks we should evade taxes. Like the loser has to evade the IRS, you know. Like that's I, actually I, quite genius. Of quite him. dangerous, dude. Yeah, like you really don't want to lose. But that's probably what he already does. You know how he is about money. Or so I, for him, he's just making it easy on him because he's probably already evading taxes. Loophole, right? Exactly. So we we there's no giving up. It's sixty acres. It's a guy in a bunny suit, and it's a bunch of people with paintball guns. So it's basically like Hunger Games. Uh, and you have an hour out in the woods and you know, like there's no limitation on how many times you get hit by paintballs. That doesn't sound that bad. Doesn't sound that bad. I might lose the league on purpose. Be like Sylvester Stallone in first blood. You know what I mean? Like that's oh, yeah. the way I would I would I would be I would be like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator, the original, with all the booby traps and shit. But I'm obviously not gonna lose the league. Somebody said loser gets an hour to hide set up and is strapped. They're strapped? So they get a gun? Yeah. After that hour, the search begins. War lasts two hours. If the loser shoots you, that's where you draft. So, so That's where you draft. So if you get shot first, you have the 10th pick. Oh, interesting. If we shoot, capture the loser, they face a firing squad. If we don't shoot, capture the loser in those two hours, loser gets first pick. That sounds stupid. It does. And also, if I was going to play that game, I'd want to be the person that lost the league. That sounds the most fun because you're like, you can shoot the Bro, other people. Bro, this isn't even a punishment. This no. sucks, dude. I, like, you know, I know that some of these guys are listening to this podcast. I'm not even going to text back. That's a stupid fucking punishment. But I'll go with the flow. Tommy Alters League, that piece of shit. I'm two and one. So, uh, last bit of housekeeping. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the Eagles honorary captain this weekend. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, round of applause. It's great. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Honorary captain. <laughs> Do you have an outfit you're going to wear? I have no idea what I'm going to wear. And then Waylon. Eagles jacket, duh. Probably my Eagles jacket. No, I got to check, I gotta check the weather, Run bro. the parade outfit back. No, I'm not running that. That's a me guy move. You don't, Right. You don't want to. That's no, a that's, that's a. I love this crowd move. No, they that, love you in that. That's outfit. a hardo move, dude. I guess I'm they a love me in that. It's shooting fish in a barrel with that. I want to make it a little harder. So Sunday is probably going to rain. Dog mask. They're raining. They're raining on my parade. <laughs> no, I'm not wearing a dog mask. Uh, but if it rains, I got to think of my fit, and it's going to really like my kids are going with me. We want to put them in jerseys, the whole nine yards. Um, and there's been some back and forth about what Waylon should wear. I said, put him in a Lane Johnson uh, jersey. And my wife was like, no offense to Lane, I think he's got this Allen Iverson jersey. That would be pretty cool. That is cool. With like a long sleeve under it. I like that you could give them both jerseys that are vaguely penis related with Johnson and Cox. Yeah, I thought about that. But then it's like kind of like dick jokes, using your kids for dick jokes. Is that I'm a no-no? Yeah, it's probably a code break. So yeah, I'm gonna be out there uh, at the at the uh, the coin toss. I'm gonna see Dougie P up there. How do you think the crowd will react to Doug? Because they're, they're, they're famously they're, difficult crowd. I think they're gonna cheer him. I think they'll absolutely cheer him. That guy's a legend in Philly. So um, I don't think anybody on that roster, ironically, except for Carson Wentz, is fair game. Because Carson just made them feel a certain way, you know. 
uh, it's like the it's like the disdain for his play, and then the the rejection that they felt when he didn't want to stay and, and be hated. You know, it was like you don't want to play our game. You wait, you want out. We benched you. We hate you. You want out. So like he's the only guy probably on the team that's fair game for Eagles fans to boo. Like Doug Peterson's going to get a hero's welcome, and he should. Um, they won't boo Jason Peters when he plays for the Cowboys. If they listen, man, and. It, you know, some people said, well, the Deshaun Jackson situation was different. Deshaun Jackson, of course, left for Washington. And, you know, it was, Chip, uh, it was Chip's fault. And so that softens the blow, the whole thing. But Jason Peters is 40 years old. He's trying to continue to play football. He probably only had one option. It happened to be the Dallas Cowboys. And by the way, as we get into last night, um, he looked pretty good. He got in the second quarter and right away, Sealed a dude that sprung a long Pollard run um, and really looked solid. I mean, that's got to be pretty cool. We used to joke with Martellus Bennett about, you know, when he retired, he would move into tackle and play another 10 years because right. he was like 280. And, you know, there, there are some guys that I feel like could move a little closer to the ball, put on a couple pounds, and keep that train rolling. And Jason Peters, being as massive as he is, and uh, and great as he is uh, as a vet, he's got technique, um, he's got experience. He brings them something, if not depth. You know what I'm saying? So um, good to see him in Dallas. I'm not an Eagles lifer. I am now, but I didn't grow up watching the Eagles the way y'all did. So you can't expect me to to react as viscerally as y'all do when you see Jason Peters in a Dallas uniform. I thought the guy looked good, and I say good for him. And while I'm on the O line, I want to stay here for a second. Uh, Mr. Tyler Smith is what I call him because when he gets out in fucking space, He's you better scary. respect that guy. He looks like one of those old school Dallas Cowboys offensive linemen. I mean, he is, it's a perfect place for him. And he's going to play a long time there. Only gave up, I think, one pressure last night. One pressure, 31 snaps. I think, he gave, snaps. I think he gave up one to Ojolari. Mm -hmm. By the way, Thibodeau, I want to give him some time. I mean, just good to see him back out there. Uh, didn't do much last night, but, you know, he's got a ways to go. He'll have time to, to to catch up. His last game, he got injured on a chop block, right? Yeah. How much do you think that was playing into his, um, into his mind? I think, he, I think he's looking, and, and the Cowboys ran a lot of two tight end sets. Like, Brian Baldinger talked about this. Um, you know, Cooper Rush has been protected differently. The, the offense has worked differently under Cooper Rush. They're playing differently under Cooper Rush, and one of those things they're doing is getting a lot of two tight end sets and those sorts of things. It, it, I guarantee you the rest of his career, Thibodeau will not miss a split zone. Like, he'll be hitting that tight end before the guy can set his feet. Um, and he should, because that's a great a great teacher is, is pain, man. And I know that hurt. And uh, I know that, that, that really derailed the beginning of his season, but it's all about film study, pre-snap recognition. Um, and I don't think that's going to slow him down a long run. I just think what, what's going to happen is he's going to look across the formation a little bit more. Cooper rush is the story. Uh, shout out to Billy football. Uh, Cooper rush. Ashana is what he called him uh, serving up lamb with a touchdown for the new year. That's good. Uh, and a happy new year to, uh, to our Jewish listeners uh, as well. Uh, I love that everybody has a different new year. Yeah. They say Shana Tova, the new year, Shana Tova, Shana Tova, Shana Tova to those folks. I know we've got the Chinese new year coming up some point in the next year. Yeah. I mean, different languages, different calendars, different religions, you know, Time is a flat circle. It's not real, but happy new year. Uh, and, um, you know, Cooper Rush is, is that's three fourth quarter overtime game winning drives in a row to start his career. Dan Quinn was playing chess last night. He's moving Micah Parsons all over the field. Of course, you know, Jeff Schwartz and I were texting earlier and he pointed out really adeptly like that they were moving Demarcus Lawrence around. And, and if you go to Jeff Schwartz's Twitter, You'll see some of the posts that that he he the clips that he had posted. But um, when you have a guy like Micah Parsons, the question is: do you, Do you like to move around as a rusher? Do you like to stay in one place? I always liked lining up in one place, left end, you know, because I was more of a you know right-handed player. You want your inside hand to be your strong hand. Uh, I also had a, a better push leg because of some in injuries to my right knee. So you know, like I was always suited better for that that side. 
somebody as good as Micah Parsons, you know, he can probably rush anywhere. And he's young, young enough that he's building habits all over the field. Like, you know, he lined up five different places last, last night in the first half alone. Uh, I think what he does is it's kind of like pre-snap motion. We talk about pre-snap motion a lot, like the last couple days, especially, I think we talked about it uh, with Miami, with Jacksonville. You know, this is pre-snap motion for an offense. It's not only does an offense have to sift through, like, where's the safety down? How's everybody rolled? Like, what does it look like? Do we have pressure? Do we have man? Do we have zone? Um, but you gotta you gotta figure out where, where Micah Parsons is. Like, if Micah Parsons is in one place, it's a lot easier. Uh, he's moving around. That might not be the best thing for him. Maybe you want to get into a rhythm against an Evan Neal, like Demarcus Lawrence did. But maybe your best matchup exploitations are all over the field. So I'm totally fine with him moving around. And Demarcus Lawrence played a great game. I've always been a fan of his game, man. Injuries have kind of made it a little bit more of an up and down deal for him the last couple. But I can remember the year he had like 14 and a half, uh, absolute dog, just an all around really good player and moved all up and down the line last night. I saw him win inside, left guard, right guard, in the A gap, loop stunts. Damn near had seven sacks, honestly. Really, go back and watch the tape. This guy almost had seven sacks last night. And that's the thing about being a rusher. Like when you get there, you got to make them count. But against the Giants, maybe you'll get there again and mm-hmm. again and again. And I know I talked about Evan Neal in preseason to hurt some people's feelings, but he was top heavy. And when he stops his feet, he has a hard time getting started again. He leans. And if you can do that cross chop um, that Demarcus uh, Lawrence has really, it's worked for him a lot in his career. And it worked last night three times, dude. Fool me thrice, dude, over there at, at right tackle. Uh, Evan Neal, what that does is it shortens the corner. And by shortening the corner, I mean as a rusher without elite speed, um, elite burst to the edge, getting to seven yards, beating a tackle to seven yards. Demarcus Lawrence or a guy like myself needed needs uh, mechanisms to sit a tackle down at four or five yards so that you can turn your hips more easily at four or five yards. If I stop him in his, you know, in his tracks at four yards with that, with that, that stutter that Demarcus Lawrence was doing last night. Okay, Evan Neal's feet stop, his weight goes forward. Now you cross chop down and you get his edge. And if there's two two yards of wash as he tries to push you by, you're at six, not nine, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's setting people down quicker. Mike Waffle, our D-line coach, used to always talk about, you know, um, dictating the terms of a rush and, you know, tilt tracks and shortening the edge of tilt track being Hey, I'm gonna angle right in at a tackle. So when he he kicks as hard as he can because he's maybe afraid of my speed, I'm 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 headed right for his inside shoulder, which is gonna make him effectively stop his feet. And if I can if I can burst back outside the way Demarcus Lawrence was last night, um, that's a winning rush. And Robert Quinn used to do a cross chop great. And the reason Robert Quinn was so great was he he could shorten the edge and pop back out, or he could just run by you too. And so uh, a big killing. night. Yeah, he's still killing it. Big you, night for, for Demarcus Lawrence. You mentioned Mike Waffle. He's the first ever guest of a podcast in a Waffle House. Well, I thought that was Arian Foster. I thought that was I thought that was Billy Football. Just setting the record Mr. straight. Mr. Cooper Rosh Hashanah. Come on, Big T. Check your face. No, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. We can, hey, guys, we can share that corner, you know? Um, but, yeah, like uh, the defense had a big day, a bunch of sacks, a bunch of pressures. I just don't feel like... Daniel Jones has real good spidey senses, man. Like somebody would be about to sack this dude and he's just looking downfield, which I don't fault him for. He's not afraid, you know, uh, from this. He'll go for it. For a kid from Duke who probably has a bunch of vineyard vines, like I am not, he's not afraid. And he he's pretty tough. He takes a beating. He's a good athlete, but. Um, if he was my backup quarterback, I'd feel great about it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like the defense played well. Um, we, 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 you know, we had Jerry Jones kind of, Jerry Jones continues to pour gas on the fire with this Dak Prescott Cooper Rush thing. I was last night, I had a, I had an Ed Harris and Truman show meme all fired up like Ed Harris proudly looking down on Jim Carrey in his little fake world. That's the way Jerry was looking down at the end of the game at Cooper Rush. He was just so proud of him, Cooper Rush. You know, I'm just so proud of that boy. Uh, you know, I might drum up a quarterback controversy, <laughs> a fine Southern quarterback controversy. Uh, 
and he is. But when Dak gets back, I think he's got too much invested in him. Uh, I think he sees that. Like, listen, Cooper Rush runs the offense differently. The the top end of this offense is different. The team plays better, or 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 the team plays more carefully with him uh, in the game. Although the um, the Cowboys missed a lot of opportunities last night. Defensively, they missed a big one. Trayvon Diggs, he could have had a pick six, went right through his hands. They had a bunch of penalties. But no mistakes were more like, oh, fuck, than, um, than C.D. Lamb dropping that ball for what right. would have been an easy walk-in touchdown. I mean, like he's as open as I've seen anybody in the NFL this year at that depth. And uh, Cooper Rush hit him on the hands. He hit the rookie on the hands. Uh, I think before the half on a go route, but that CD lamb drop was just brutal, especially if you had Cowboys over team total and Cowboys live. Uh, the number was 19. And at that point I'm like, fuck, what are we doing, man? Like, come on CD. And then he's laughing and you're like, you better come back and make a play at some point in this game. Not only that, he dropped the ball on third and whatever it was, uh, in the first half in a, in a field goal is a baseball game, man. It's fucking baseball score. And the guy, you know, like every score counts. He drops the ball on third down in plus territory. Instead of being able to kick a field goal, they got a punt. So, like, the, the, he was behind the eight ball in the second half. But when I tell you he redeemed himself on that last drive, and by the way, Mike McCarthy going for it on fourth and four, nuts on the table, right? Mojo moment. Yep. Randy Marsh, mojo moment, balls in the wheelbarrow moment, Randy Marsh moment. Fourth and four, he goes. And who else does he look to, Cooper Rush, at the sticks? And he gets clobbered right on the other side of the sticks is, is C.D. Lamb. And he holds on to that football. A couple plays later, you get him in the, in the corner of the end zone with one hand. Uh, and making that really difficult play is the perfect way to re- redeem yourself. Because it's not, it's not like you have to – it's not like one of those easy catches where you're like, let me not fuck this one up again. It's like, throw me a ball that if I miss it, nobody's going to look at me sideways. And, and that ball – was uh, in the right place where only he could catch it, and it took a spectacular catch. And so for C.D. Lamb, who's got to step up big for them this year, that's a big, big performance for him in the second half, uh, shaking it off and, uh, and, and heading to the locker room, uh, feeling a lot better than he probably did when he, when he went in at the half. So um, big win for them. They, listen, I said they might not be in it when, when Dak gets back. If Dak is back for L.A., they're going to be in it. You know, if Dak is, you know, six to eight weeks as it was first reported, I don't know. This isn't how the Cowboys can live every week. I don't think the Giants are that good. No, but they got Washington at home next week. They get Washington at home next week. They probably win that ball game. Uh, They got L.A. coming up, which will be a a challenge. And then they got Philly, I think it is. So really pivotal three-week stretch for them because the Eagles don't look like a team that's going to lose a lot. The Eagles, who I'm going to see this weekend against, you know, the Jags, and I think, ironically, this might be their toughest test for a while. Eagles are favored to win the NFC now. And those odds came out today. If you look at the the rest of the Eagles' schedule, find me a top five quarterback outside Aaron Rodgers and find me a game that they're that they're not going to be favored in. I think in the athletic, uh, somebody had set the the odds for for all these games based on models and that sort of thing. But um, each game they're favored in the rest of the season. Yeah, so you know, so you know, Eagles in the driver's seat. They'll be favored. No top five quarterbacks outside Aaron Rodgers. You don't have a lot of, of, of uh, room. This is a Cowboys team that if you're thinking about winning the division, you should probably think more about the wild card. And I'm not, you know, I'm not calling it early, but I'm just telling you these are two teams in totally different places. Eagles and, have had uh, good health so far as long as that continues. That's the key. Exactly, exactly. So uh, good night for Cooper Rush. He's been really good against the Blitz. And again, another game-winning drive. You had the drops for C.D. Lamb. He got over them. Um, Parsons, D-Law, they played well. We talked about Mr. Uh, Mr. Tyler Smith. Um, and, and then I just want to shout out a couple of people, a couple of hollow men yeah. for the, uh, the Giants. Number one, the guy just smothered in blue paint. You know, I got 50,000 retweets on this or likes on this thing. Like, I was just at the kitchen table uh, watching, watching Monday Night Football and noticed the guy who had just put the whole bucket of Sherwin Williams on his face. He had he had painted a Giants helmet on his face, so he's got the stripe going all the way up up and down his face. He's just he looks dejected. I think it might have been after the Kenny Galladay drop or something, 
but this guy's just staring into into a void and i couldn't help but thinking about the fact that all these people that fuck themselves up like this they have to drive home yeah and they have to wash it off like first i'm imagining this guy like you know at the toll with with a blue face with guy at the gas streaks on his cheeks (laughs) no i don't think he was crying i think this guy like you know you're showing up and you know what could happen when you paint your face like that like it is within the realm of possibility the cowboys are 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 slight dogs you know at uh at, at, at metlife like you know you could lose this game to cooper rush gotta support the team you gotta support the team that man is driving home quietly no music on i know he doesn't have any music on he's not listening to music his face is blue he's he's driving through tolls he gets home how long does it take to wash that shit off by the time you get home it might be three four hours till you got to go to work depending on where this cat lives so uh and then the anxiety of maybe he missed a spot Oh. He wakes up in the morning and maybe there's some behind his ear. Oh my God, dude. Imagine trying to climb into bed and like get some action after that. Like you, you come home and you're like, you think you're entitled to maybe some sex. You know, you, you're like, hey, babe. She's like, you have blue shit all over your face. Now it's on the bed. Go wash yourself off. You're drunk. Like this guy, dude. And, and I'll admit, in high school, early high school, late middle school, that time period, I think I was 13. I went to a Carolina Panthers game with my buddy Austin Yacht and we painted our faces. I think it was two-tone. You know, I was in the stands. I got the awkward picture with the uh, with the cheerleaders. I was like tall as shit, had a bad haircut, stood in between them, clenched fists behind in small of their backs because I didn't want to put, you know, like yep. too awkward to put the fingertips on the small of the back. I got the fucking clenched fists. I'm taking pictures with a you know, painted face and really hot cheerleaders. Like I've been there, but I was in middle school. Maybe this guy's like a mega celebrity that just wants to be left alone. Not a code break though. He could be. Like I heard Eminem used to go to Detroit games in a mask. Lions games. So yeah, that could be that could be the guy from King of Queens or something. Was it a lunch bag on his head? Oh, it wasn't a lunch bag. That was the Saints. You think Harry Connick Jr.'s been to a Saints game in a fucking trash bag before? Um so yeah, Hollow Man goes to that guy. But I also want to send some support to people that paint their faces and wear jerseys, man. It's not a code break. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. So, like, I'm all for it. Um, and then, uh, and then the second Hollow Man is going to be is going to be Kenny Galladay, man. Yeah, this is a real shame. Uh, listen, he's a good player. He got overpaid. I mean, he's on a seventy-two million dollar contract, and of course, it's a terrible place to be on a seventy-two million dollar contract when you're barely catching any footballs. He's got two catches for 22 yards so far in the season. He had a bad, you know, supposedly a bad OTA. He had a bad training camp preseason. They've got some, they got a white guy out there, a former quarterback, like Dable's running it back on the Chris Hogan, you know, fucking, I wonder if this guy played lacrosse or went to Rutgers. (laughs) But but, um, they're playing this, this guy I've never heard of over Kenny Galladay. And at what point are you, are you making a point? And at what point, like, will you need him? Because after he dropped that ball last night, and I mean, I felt terrible for him. Uh, in the light of in, in light of everything he said this past week, which, by the way, if you don't know the background, Kenny Galladay was asked about the fact that he wasn't playing a lot, and he was. I thought he did a masterful job of answering to a very aggressive media pool. <laughs> like they were pressing him on, "Are you unhappy here? Do you want to be traded?" He didn't take away from the team, but he stood up for himself individually. He said, I want to play more. And he got his first target and drops the ball on third and 12 or whatever it is. Now, I don't know that he gets the sticks, but it was a bad, bad look. He got booed, went to the sideline. I feel for him. Listen, here's the craziest part about his whole contract situation is the reason they can't move him is the money, right? They can't move him because of the money. He was owed $14.5 million this year or something like that. $10 million of that was guaranteed anyways. Four and a half million dollars was guaranteed the first day of the league year. Now, what's wrong with that? Usually, people's guarantees like that kick in three days in the league year. His kicked in the first day, right? Mm-hmm. So, Gettleman is food to these agents, man. Like, as soon as the league year started, you couldn't cut him because, you know, like you, you got to tack that on to another 10 million, which was coming guaranteed, if I understand it correctly. So, 14 and a half million dollars fully guaranteed. 
Um, wow, you know, that's interesting. And that's the last re- last regime there. So um, I know Dable might just be fucking mad at, at Joe Judge and fucking <laughs> Gettleman. Uh, and when they signed him, they wanted 2019 Kenny Galladay. They got you know some version of whatever but 2020 only played five games and they signed him after that hoping he'd return to form into you know 2019 so um you know it's it's going to be interesting seeing what they do with him because Shepard got hurt right after this whole thing i feel terrible for Shepard. he's a great kid he's had a lot of bad luck non-contact injury odell beckham's asking why don't we play on grass and i'm, I'm asking what took you so long yeah because i fucking hate field turf and it's terrible to look at on TV. And if we want to go with the non-contact injury thing, I will ride this till the wheels fall off until we're out there with grass stains on Thanksgiving because I can't take it anymore. I can't take watching it. I can't take watching guys get hurt on it. It doesn't make things feel better when you're out there. It feels good to play on grass. Now, some guys like Torrey Smith, my good friend, we've argued over this. He wants all dome stadiums. It is crazy, actually, to think about it that there's like, two totally different surfaces that affect the game so much and it can be so different based on how you build your team. No question. Hey, real quick, uh, and then we're going to get Kyle in here. Scoring is down. It's the lowest since 2006. So we got 42 points a game combined is is the average through three weeks here, which is just bad for the league. It's 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 bad for gamblers because you're so afraid to bet the under. In Vegas, by the way, they they they've made their adjustments quick like right yeah, right it's not like it. people have been winning bets on totals because of these total you know the actual totals going down vegas adjusted while we were all drunk on sundays they were in the lab between 2013 and 2019 it was 22.8 points per game 2020 was 24.8 so, so there was a big jump, jump in 24 and then now for three years scoring's been scoring's been down mostly uh, the last couple of years since 2020, and then also passer ratings have, have gone down lately. The reason 2020 was an outlier was we had more PI. If you remember, that was that whole like increased emphasis on PI. So offenses were just going crazy, and maybe we needed that infusion as a league coming off of all the social stuff that people said, I'm going to take my fucking DirecTV subscription. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the refs had no fear of calling the flags because there was no crowd. Well, there was no crowd, and there was no crowd... And that takes the fear out of it, but what it also does takes the crowd noise out of it. So yeah. if you're playing offense on the road, like there's no challenges. I can remember uh, Detroit playing the Eagles and beating the Carson Wentz-led Eagles. There's a bunch of cardboard cutouts in the stands. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. But it's not fucking difficult to play on the road in 2020. So you had the PIs, you had less holding. I remember JJ Watt tweeting about that. Like they were they were holding they were they were holding a bunch, not calling it. And then you had no fans in the stadium. We talked about that. And coaches were going for it a lot on fourth down. I feel like 2020 mm-hmm. was the year that the coaches started reading their mentions. Yeah. And they were they were going on fourth and short a lot more. So um, 17 teams under 20 points a game through three weeks. In 2021, only 10 teams averaged under 20 points a game. So there's a lot that goes into that. I, I think it's kind of obvious why scoring's down. You've got injuries. You have Dak out. You have Stafford hurt. Uh, I know he's playing, but he's hurt. You have you have uh, Zach Wilson out. I mean, it's it's not insignificant that you know Chicago Bears by themselves bring down the Chicago league. Chicago Bears are running the ball on third down. Uh, Trey Lance got hurt. Not that that's a big driver of points, but like you get the point. There's Jameis is playing with a broken back. Herbert's hurt. You know Brady wasn't at camp, so there's a big you know long time that they had to get ready without their starting quarterback you had injuries there rogers without adams he had adams for eight years he also doesn't have mvs you had an injury uh had, for bakhtiar he's just coming back elton jenkins burrow misses camp with an appendectomy i mean like his own line sucks matt ryan's got new receivers barely most of the top players in the draft are on defense exactly Tannehill lost aj brown russ new guys right let's ride but you know we're going to start slow. Uh, and Mac Jones has seven offensive coordinators. So, like, by the way, being Brian Hoyer sucks, dude. Imagine yeah. you, you, you've been thirsting to play meaningful football anywhere but Cleveland because that's where you got most of your snaps, right? Yep. Chan- a chance to prove who you are. Oh, New England, this is going to be fun. Well, let me answer to two guys who have never called offense before. Like, literally, Brian Hoyer, I've said before, should call that offense. He should. They, they don't really have a choice. <laughs> they should let him be the first coach player in history, um, besides Aaron Rodgers, of course, who 
in week 17 one year led the Packers to like a million yards. Uh, greatest OC in, greatest OC history. in history. But bottom line is, it's a bunch of great quarterbacks who are going through changes. Brady lost Gronk. You know, we talked about the injuries. Rodgers is retooling. Mahomes lost Cheetah. You know, Herbert lost Keenan Allen through two of the first three weeks. He's on a bad rib. And uh, we talked about Russell adjusting. Everybody's adjusting. Lamar's been playing great because he's got better weapons than last year. Tua's been playing great because he's got better weapons than last year. Jalen's playing great. He's got better weapons than last year. All three of those guys have great schemes, too. They have great schemes, great weapons. A lot of these kind of like, you know, top five guys perennially. Uh, and the Bills are, the scoring is probably down a touch, maybe. At least early in the game, Warren Sharp had pointed this out. In the first half, they're a little less aggressive. Ken Dorsey's scheme's a little bit more like dink and dunk, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts. So I think the scoring will come back up. But it is an interesting look at what the league looks like when the goats aren't firing on all cylinders. It does feel a little weird, right? It kind yeah. of feels weird to put, you know, some of the teams as high as we are. We're like, really, there's not any better teams than that, right? And is that now called the Dorsey when the OC flips out in the booth? It's got to be. It's got to be. He needs somebody else to do that for a shot at redemption. You need Ken Dorsey needs a, a hold me back guy. Right. So I got to go to softball in a second here. But when I get back from softball, we'll brief you on the game. And my brother Kyle will be in, and we'll do a, we'll do a mailbag. We'll have some fun. But that's the fastest. Also, Vegas, by the way, I was just mentioning them. I want to run through this real quick. Niners, six to one money tickets, three to one. So Vegas made good money on that ball game on Monday night. I helped that 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 out a little bit. And then the Chiefs, seven to one on you know money this weekend for Vegas. I um, that. Two and a half. You you contributed there. Two and a half to one on tickets. The one place, I think Green Bay hurt Vegas a little bit. So, you know, we all contribute a little bit. You're welcome. Win, uh, win bet. Uh, I'm going to go play softball, and I'll be back in a little bit, and we can talk about that and some more bullshit. Hit a dinger. I'm going to try. Football season brings back many traditions we know and love. Touchdown dances, pick sixes, strip sacks, game-winning sacks, tackles, hitting the quarterback, and watching it all with friends in a cooler Miller Lite. The action on the field is reliable year after year. Pair it with the most reliable light beer, Miller Lite. My perfect Miller Lite situation, the air's crisp, the leaves are turning, I got a cooler full of Miller Lights. It's just warm enough to sit outside, maybe an outdoor TV, and I got about 12 to 16 of those bad boys in my cooler. <laughs> and I have three friends over because I'm drinking responsibly. Miller Lite is the perfect beer for football Sundays because of the dependable taste, your friends love it, it's got low calories and carbs, and it's just a sleek, beautiful can. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been a mainstay in the stadium, at the tailgate, and in your fridge. No matter how your team plays, Miller Lite always provides a winning experience. With only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving, your only concern is the next third down conversion. And Miller Lite tastes like beer. Because if you're a beer lover, you don't want watered-down flavor. You want the original light beer. Football season brings back the big hits, so reach for the biggest of them all, Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer sold. Or go to MillerLite.com Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller Time, official beer partner of the Greenlight Podcast. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Roback activewear. Best way to describe Roback is best fit, best feel. When it comes to quality, Roback just blows it out of the park every time. First, Roback's new performance hoodies are a total game changer. Maybe the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game. From college athletes to professionals to podcasters like me. People can't take them off. The best thing about wearing a rowback hoodie is when, when you see somebody else wearing it, you give them that nod because they know and you know, we get it, we're rowback guys. Second, rowback's performance polos are the only polos we wear. Even if you're not a polo guy, these polos are perfect for a night out or a day on the links with the boys. Their prints are cool too. Third, rowback's performance Q-zips bring a new meaning to the word comfortable. Perfect for a run around the block or a day in the office. They are the definition of versatile. 
Best part is NFL guys are rocking them all over the league. You know, you got guys like Quentin Nelson wearing them. We got our guy, friend of the program, Sam Hubbard wearing them. It's fair to say they're taking over. Now Alabama stud Will Anderson is the newest sponsored athlete. That's big news. Ryan McGee is the best player in the country. Might be the Heisman Trophy winner. And Chris, for those folks that want to jump on the Roback train, use the code GREENLIGHT on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. 20% off your first order on all polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and tees with the code GREENLIGHT. Go check them out at Roback.com. Hey, I'm back from softball. And uh, we lost, I'll tell you about it, but Kyle's here, so we're going to do some mailbag, some housekeeping, second housekeeping, like when they come back, and you're like, we are, I already had housekeeping. Get the windows, too. Yeah. Which is worse, game point five, one, going bald over six feet, two, being a short king. Kyle, the answer is easy. What's being, worse? Yeah. Being a, being a short king, uh, there's no... We've already kind of outlined this. Yeah. Being a short king is great in high school. I think being a short king is great now in general, but being a tall king, albeit bald, is still, I think, the, the dominant. Like, you don't have to put anything on your head right now, dude. It looks great. No, I'm balding. You no, know, but you have such I a got bald spot, but I'm tan, and I'm confident, and I take care of myself. And, and, and there we go. Look at me squarely. Square. I mean, you, your head just has got such a perfect point to it, man. Thanks. I mean, it's perfect. If I, I do went have bald, the dent in the middle, though. I think it's from wearing headphones, playing too many. The vid- top of my games. head looks like a, an eraser. You know, the old school erasers. You do. Number yeah, like, two. like it's just it wouldn't be good, dude. Man, like I feel you. like Jason Statham set the tone for handsome bald guys that are dangerous, and I'm just carrying the torch now. Oh, so you're Jason Statham? Well, big Jason Statham. Big Jason Statham. I don't know. I'm not. No disrespect to short kings. They're the ones that are getting all the girls. They've been getting the girls since the beginning of time. Harry Styles is short king. It's all about There's how you no rock way it. he's tall. I don't even need to look it up. No, Niall Horan. Say some actors. I can tell you how tall they are because I know. And they're all just crushing. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet is a wiry six foot. Timothy Chalamet is five foot eleven. And he's a wiry six pounds. foot. And he's from the future. Timothy Chalamet is 5'10". Damn. Yeah, see, not bad. He's not... And Harry Styles is six flat. Ooh. Wow. But he's got major I S-K-E, like this game. man. S-K-E. He's too confident. That too guy would steal our chicks so fast. And I wouldn't even be mad. I'd just be like... I'd be like, go, that's Harry Styles. Go with Harry Styles. Zach Efron. He can't be taller than 6'2". No, I think he's tall. Uh, God, he's Niall ripped. Niall Horan is 5'8". He's Zach a scratch Efron. golfer. You think uh, Zach Efron? You think Efron was mad he didn't get the Barbie uh, movie? I think Zach Efron's yeah. not really mad ever, right? Because that that would have been the perfect cast. It's just uh, it's it's Burnett bias. Zach Efron's so handsome he played a serial killer and he was happy in the movie. What movie is that? Ted Bundy. Oh, he was Ted Bundy. And he was a great Ted Bundy. I never met Ted Bundy, but. I like, you know, it was a good movie. The problem with doing these serial killer movies is you're sexualizing the fucking sickos, and that's, dude. That's the point they were a making. Bunch of, a bunch of women are watching Ted Bundy, and they're like, that's kind of hot. But there I'd were women him, in court. Might let him kill me. Yeah. Lusting over Ted Bundy during the trial. Yeah. And that was a problem. Like, it was a real yeah, it's problem. it's a problem on Netflix, too, Kyle. Like, the guy who was like, I eat ass, they were like, we Ted Bundy. serial killers. I have a sign, too. Yeah. I know you guys what? are saying Bundy, but are you talking about Jeffrey Dahmer with Jeffrey the new Dahmer. series? I'm talking, well, I'm going wherever Big Dog is taking me. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer series is kind of sketchy, I heard. And uh, obviously the details were awful. Jeffrey Dahmer, terrible human. No, we don't need to do a serious. We don't Why like are we watching Jeffrey right Dahmer now. on Netflix? <laughs> I disapprove of serious. Why are we watching Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix? Because <laughs> like, I'd like to pause the, the podcast. <laughs> uh, like the weed kicked in for a second. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I don't want anybody Why the fuck are you watching we Jeffrey are Dahmer? Serial killer. Go if watch. You, if you're talking about Ime Udoka and not Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> how'd the softball game go, Chris? Oh, softball game. What softball game? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man, how did it go? There's so many words I could use, but I'll use the words 24 eight. 24 eight. Do you guys need more fielders yeah, or more yeah, hitters? Kyle, Kyle. you're big. Six, you're six, big Kobe fan. Six forty. Yeah, yeah. That's what we were doing. We were. We. It was our Mamba mentality. We lost 24-8. 
sometimes it's time to to go home and stop taking shots mamba is it like your first rack of at bats do you realize that your team's not good enough or oh, is it man. your first inning these, in the these field dudes from green county man they can play oh, they yeah. knew the night brothers oh they, they, trevor they, and kirk yeah kirk trevor let's not forget travis okay <sighs> right. travis people forget about travis could mash mm -hmm. these dudes from green county they could mash, bro. They could squash the bug. And so, you know, I see these, you know, these country boys come out and they're just all ball. laying the lumber, dude. We had a, a guy on first was like, let me get a windshield, big dog talking to the guy at the plate. The guy at the plate, kind of unassuming looking, goes right center on the big field. No problem. First at bat. I'm like, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem for the. What are the dogs. outfits? Are they in baseball outfits? These guys are in fucking jeans and shit. No, they weren't in jeans. I don't, I'm not trying to slander there, but you know they weren't They're worried about ass it. and dungarees out they, there. They weren't worried about it, dude. Yeah. Anyways, I hit a triple off the wall, one for two, but two at bats, man. You know, just when I'm getting warmed two up. Two abs. Yeah, just when I'm getting warmed up, the fucking umpire calls the game because there's a 15 run slaughter rule. Oh my! I was like, I didn't even. Our skip, Fabio gotten a big back and forth he's got this highlander thing with this with this ump they got they got into it two weeks ago on a sunday night the game that oh. i missed because of football supposedly they were jawing they had to be like damn near separated over some bylaws um, so skip tonight fabio is on the field talking shit while we're trying to shake hands that's incredible <laughs> yeah I love dude, fabio. He, he, i'm surprised he didn't take fucking first base was he a dude. player's he's, coach or is he just like a look at me arguer no he cares about the team he cares about the team. He cares about the team. The team, he cared more than the team. The team was like in the line like, hey, man, y'all motherfuckers can hit. Hey, go win Fabio's, that championship. Yeah, go I'll, win that. Go win it. Go we'll win see, the whole thing. The whole, we'll see you down the line. And they're Stay like, healthy. we hope so. Stay healthy. So anyways, yeah, we, we got our asses kicked. Uh, shout out Badback Backy for uh, bringing us all the food on Sunday. Big shout out to Badback Backy. And I was just about to shout him out in the softball field. My man has uh, got a hammy. He's had a hammy for quite a while. Uh, and tonight, when I tell you down 15 runs, he legged out a heroic triple. It was like Kirk Gibson without Jeez. the winning. My man, he, he slapped it into right, and we had to get a fucking uh, a pinch runner pinch in runner. for him like yesterday. Uh, but I wanted to shout him out. He couldn't make it in the studio tonight. So, Way to go back. Good hustle. Charlie Hustle. You want to hit any housekeeping before we get into some yeah, I questions? Do. I do. I do. First off, Kyle, get your Instagram password. Yeah, so I'm finding it harder and harder to get paid after I got out of the fucking NFL. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying here is we do these things on the Greenlight Podcast that are right. sponsored now, yeah. and I have to post them on Instagram, and I don't even fucking know my password. The guys at <laughs> Who Green does know their password? The guys at Greenlight said, just send us your password so we can post socials for you, and we'll take it off your plate. All you have to do is hang out with Chris, do podcasts. It'll be great. Now I'm responsible for knowing my password. I'm logged into my phone, but God forbid I have to log in elsewhere. No shot. I yeah. think I'm going to put an email to Instagram so I can get paid because Miller Lite has provided us with so many Instagram great opportunities. I'm going to talk to somebody. What, what's their, uh, what's it's their after URL? <laughs> it's after their hours. email address. Uh, Instagram at gmail.com. I mean, um, Kyle, man, we were just talking about this last week. We used to get the paychecks. And they yes. just sit in our lockers, bro. So, if you did ask me like what my game check was rookie year, don't know. Now we were lucky to be able to say that, but I was playing for the love of the game. <laughs> financial literacy, it, 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 not good. I yet. hired a financial advisor and somebody to really like take care of taxes and stuff. And they said, hey man, uh, we don't really have a, a good paper trail for you for your first three years in the NFL, essentially. <laughs> were you and, in the NFL? And, <laughs> Says on the internet, you're a everybody in the NFL gets a, a check in their locker and it says, This is not a check. And you can ask me, everybody in the league gets a fucking check because they have direct deposit. It goes it's like right, a big Tony Hawk check, it goes but right smaller. to their, it goes right to their you know? bank account, yeah. you know, 32,000, yeah. whatever it is. I got the check and I have a, you know, every locker in the NFL has a lockbox behind you. Like if I'm sitting in my locker, I can reach right back and lock boop, 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 a little bike lock, type bike in my lock on it, like, boop, a, like, boop, a, like a gym, open lock. it up, throw your check in there on wednesday the, fuck the bank yeah i am the bank the bank will sort it out i am the bank you're you the guys bank. are playing whatever you're playing i'm in yeah. i'm gonna lose a little bit of money i'm in i'm the bank yeah i've got it but then i come to find out direct deposit is like the way to do it yeah it just needs to go you just want to get a right how many checks did i lose you didn't lose any checks 
I'm going to check the video. We're going to make sure we get you that direct deposit here at the Greenlight Pod. And we're going to get your Instagram password. So I'm Beautiful. sure you're not alone. Uh, another bit of uh, housekeeping. Uh, oh, this is what I was going to tell you. I'll just tell you now. So PFT was on Bussin' with the Boys. And he was like, yeah, we did a podcast at the Waffle House. First podcast at the Waffle House of That's all time. bullshit. That's bullshit. PFT, you know that C Long had to spend. You know that you know that PFT, you know that Chris had to do the fucking Waffle House punishment for his fantasy league. Zoom in on his face. It was the fantasy league, right? Can you zoom in on my brother had to go and hang out at a Waffle House, which is not a very terrible punishment. But he did a podcast there, and he put in the time. And for you to go and say that, that's just wrong. It was a terrible punishment. And I'm going to come up there to Barstool headquarters in Manhattan. <laughs> I'm going to come to that island, that concrete island, and I'm going to see you in the studio or wherever yeah. the hell in that big old office building. <laughs> and I'm going to bring some waffles to your front door. We wear sunglasses on this show too, bitch. Yeah. That's fucked up. We just cut a promo. We just cut a promo. You're my you're my henchman now. You thought just I hired you. Angry. You thought I hired you. You thought I hired you to podcast, which you're good at. Thank By the you. way, I want to say it again. You're fucking good on Sunday, bro. Hey, Thank Sundays. You. Have mm-hmm. you seen him on Sundays on that other pregame show with Adam Shine? Adam Shine said it. And, and, and JJ and fucking Jonathan Jones, Jonathan Thomas Jones, Davis, and Thomas Amy Davis. Trask. Yeah, Amy, Tr- bro. But you're a star. I mean, here I am. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pump up your head a little bit here. I'm, I'm one guy in a constellation of stars. But on in nice, on this show, you're a henchman first. I love that. So like, if other podcasters step, you know, you got to keep the first our, thing first. Or our, our IP, yeah, or our you, Instagram you, password. You break their necks. I like that. Yeah. Did you see this weekend? Some of our favorite guys like um, Mark Sanchez and Dan Orlovsky kind of got redemption. With their plays being repeated, yes. yes. So this is this is. Um, I don't know if you know this, Kyle. Do you know about the butt punt? Did you see the butt punt? I did see the butt okay. punt. Do you remember the butt fumble? Your old roommate, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, we all do. Okay, but how about the other thing that happened Sunday, which was the, uh, the safety out the, the back safety of the end out zone. the back of the end zone, the Dan Orlovsky, Jimmy uh, G did it, which I weekend. wish he hadn't done because that would have been a uh, Randy Gregory pick six. You, right. you Broncos fan, you. Yeah, we would have scored a touchdown. A good one, too. So it's not fantasy related. It's just like loyalty. Well, the over still loyalty. wouldn't hit. But yeah. like, uh, basically, Dan Orlovsky was the most simultaneously thought of person in sports history, like online. Right. I, there, I don't know if you can make a case for somebody who, during a game, their name, and they had nothing to do with the game, was input into the fucking Twitter machine more than Dan Orlovsky. Everybody went to their phone and was like, Leonardo DiCaprio dot Jeff. He just <laughs> same thing. Right. He's redeemed, bro, because somebody else finally did it. What he's it, redeemed, and also he gets to welcome somebody into his fraternity. Right? Yeah, it's like he's David Baker. David Baker, in a big red suit. <laughs> and Dan is t- fucking tall enough to yeah. put on a David Baker man-sized suit and just walk up to slimmer. somebody's door and be like, "Welcome to the Hall of Fame. Just, Welcome to the back of the end zone." <laughs> I would kill to send Dan Orlovsky. To Jimmy's house to put a jacket on him. Your coach not to step on end racism back there. <laughs> like it was like the the aerial shot was like the NFL trying to do something here in the end zone. Stomping Jimmy G's in the it. way. Jimmy G's just stepping in the back of the end zone, bro. Are there any other plays like that that are kind of like infamous that if you saw them you would think of somebody that did it originally in some type of negative way? If a punter got absolutely KO'd yeah. in a Pro Bowl particularly. <laughs> I was thinking Chris Weber, the timeout. The timeout oh. thing for sure. How about a 16 seed beating a one seed in basketball? Every Virginia Oof. fan. Yeah. Like That'd we won the national way. title like not soon after and we will still be waiting with bated breath for it to happen again to somebody. I think when the holder botches the uh, hold, people think of Romo, right? Yeah, I also think of uh, Doinks. Yeah, Double I was thinking doinks. about Trey Junkin too back in the day. I don't know why that's stuck in my head. Trey Junkin had a bad snap. Oh, in the play. Uh, Marcus Cooper on the Bears was running back a blocked field goal, and he pulled up early and celebrated. The ball got stripped. I always think of Don Beebe. Was that Don Beebe and Leon Lett? Right. Was it Don Beebe? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Don With the Bills? Yeah. 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 Beebe stripped him. Just Beebe, an amazing yeah. effort. Yeah, mm-hmm. Beebe was the man. And then another one is getting called out. If a kid gets called out on their first home run in Little League, I'm going to be super excited. I'm going to run up to that kid and 
point. That was you. And laugh. Because it's not me anymore. Chris uh, Chris failed to touch home plate. Allegedly. We don't need to go down there. There's that road no cameras. Again. Yeah. It's 1996. Crushed the ball. Couldn't, didn't finish. With a dead though. bat. Dead bat. Debatable. No, that's fact. They banned you can ask that dad. bat. You can ask dad. All right. You guys want to hit up some mailbag questions? Dad. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. We had a Twitter user, Cameron Gaudet, ask, what's the bigger code break? Three miles per hour over the speed limit in the left lane or way too early blinker guy? If you're in the left lane, you need to go. There's no number that I can put on it that you're correct, but all you have to do is be attempting to pass the person in the slow lane and then get back as quickly and safely as you can to the slow lane so that the other people behind you have the opportunity to take the same move you did on them. Just go 10 miles over the speed limit. If you're in the left lane, like if somebody's going 85 and a 60, that's their fucking business and they need to figure it out. Probably a motorcycle guy or something. No offense to that community. Boy, are they, they're very sensitive. Uh, very. Very, dude. Oh my God. Go come beat you up. Try to, try to, yeah, I'll just crash into you. <laughs> You're coming to beat me up. I'm just going to I'm just going to bang ding, bang. It's like Indiana Jones yeah. shooting the yeah. guy have with you, the have knife. You seen the the way, sword. Have you seen He's the like, way Mario Kart works? <laughs> Any other driving code breaks you guys know of? Well, I I, I want to tell you it, it's the the left lane. Being slow in the left lane is worse than the blinker. I do the blinker thing all the time. Being I'll slow have, in the I'll left have my lane. blinker on for a mile. Not using your blinker in general yeah, I, is something that a lot of people are guilty of, and it could save us a lot of time if you just indicated which way you were going. That's really what it's called, an indicator. I, I use my blinker in parking lots. You want to unpack this? No, I just don't. No, that's, just, that's good. That's good. Uh, like Barracks Road, there's stop signs. Some there's people don't multiple know which way aisles. I'm going, dude. I need to know your intentions. Exactly. Here. Most accidents happen in parking lots. That's a five seconds from that a stat. I didn't know that. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. If that's true. Most accidents happen in within a mile of your house. <laughs> yeah, I in think a parking lot. Statistic I've heard. But um, no, another one is the slingshot. Say uh, I'm waiting to pass somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the person behind me gets out of turn and passes Code to break. my left because they use me being boxed in by the car I'm waiting for as an excuse. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. No, you can tell me. There's two cars lined up ready to pass one car. Yep. The guy behind you says, Fucking, oh, I'm oh impatient, God, dude, and then I, he just goes. I hate that shit so much. There, there are, There's a line. Yeah. Actual work talk while pooping in adjacent stalls, a code break, question mark. Yes. Depends on the job. In football, I feel like people would talk in the stalls. I I would feel the opposite. See, I don't even want to be around people shitting, but I hear people talking there. I don't know what they're talking about. I think somebody's laughing, but it's their butthole. There's often people on the phone talking to their wife in there. I'm like, how does this even like? Yeah, dude. I I don't want to be shitting around somebody that, like, I don't, especially strangers. Like, it almost makes it worse. I would rather somebody I know hear me blow up the bathroom than somebody I don't know walk in and, like, giggle or laugh at me. What's worse? For sure. A little bit of pee in the toilet, not on the seat. But or when you sit down in the toilet and it's still warm from somebody else's ass. Oh, the warmth. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. The bro. warmth is terrible. I almost dude. stand up so fast. I'm like, nope, don't yeah, have to uh-huh, shit anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> a bunch of toilet. Where's the shower? Right yeah, yeah. You shitting in the shower? <laughs> yeah, I'm not showering. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. 
What kind of public bathrooms are you in? Do you use shower shoes in the league? Uh, at times I, I heard times uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a shower shoes guy. Nor Dude, did like, I have listen, a rag. I, I believe in kind of like. Uh, I side with Ben Jones. I walk around outside pretty barefoot most of the time. Same. So I'm not really worried about a shower that's cleaned every day. It's a little disgusting, I'm sure, to some. Yeah, and and all the NFL showers are different. Like, there's a, a middle drain sometimes, yeah. and then there's, like, the wall rail drain, yep, which yep. is the, the cleanest one. But how about, like, a guy who's not circumcised walking up and being like, you you don't wear shower shoes? I'm like, <laughs> oh, whoa. You really you want to talk about whoa. this? Because oh. you have a fucking <laughs> you are coat on down there. <laughs> Okay, you just judge You're me in your winter based on my garb. shower shoes. Yeah. You need to Whoa. put the anteater away, sir. Kettle, meat, yeah. pot. What, what is it? Yeah, sweep under the rug a little bit sometimes. Okay. Fucking cannoli down there. Talking I'm to me about bacteria. I'm uncircumcised. If my foot is so far from my from everything. What? <laughs> you are? No. Thank God. What is that? It'd be weird if they did it to one of you. And like, <laughs> what is that? Like the middle, just, the middle child just, shall remain. It's not big enough. We're just gonna leave <laughs> well, as much of it as we that can. That would honestly support, like you know, maybe people who who aren't circumcised become like He-Man. You know, because, <laughs> like the like, testosterone stuck in there. Like it's just, it's just so much. You know. It can't escape. So, like the, the newest your, trend your in test, bodybuilding, your test escapes through pee. <laughs> the newest trend in bodybuilding, uncircumcised. People are getting circumcision. Uh, people are getting uncircumcision surgeries. <laughs> people are getting. Where are you getting it from? My neck. Back. <laughs> from my neck. But hey, bro, you look great. Adman. What happened? Oh, I got uncircumcised. This is <laughs> Happy hey. Jewish New Year. Hey. Hey, Happy Rosh man, you look great. What do you has it been? Uh, has it been? What? What? Oh shit! Is that a? That's a thing. Rosh Hashanah huh? was this week. It's a that's, thing that Jewish people are circumcised. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah, okay. So God's I don't want. I, I don't want to mess up yeah, the new no. year. Um, but yeah, dude, the newest trend is like dudes are getting skin grafts, dick skin down there to, you know. Yeah. After they finish their surgery to make them taller. Yeah, dude, that's the type of thing that's going on right now. I wouldn't surprise that's me. That's amazing. People when are I, getting height surgery. Kyle, I believed you for a second. I was like, man, you know what? Come to think about, I haven't really ever you checked go, your... Really? You didn't see the video. Oh, that video. I didn't look that close. You didn't have Zoom capability. Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. That's <laughs> yeah. no. Reed back there. I need a fucking... I'm just going to make a joke. I'd make it to anybody. I needed like a fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> Fire away. You know how many like? <laughs> no, yeah. no. I mean, I would have told <laughs> somebody posted a video of the this day in Bears history. <laughs> Hold on, this day in Bears history, the Bears uh, won a barn burner in Washington against the football team. And I said a day. I tweeted the day a day that'll live in infamy. People were like, "Well, that explains that we thought it was steroids, but he's a, he's uncircumcised." <laughs> <laughs> the air conditioner works in Washington. Oh, man. Stacy Dash hasn't heard about that day. Definitely Stacey. not. Stacey. Definitely not. She's lost it. Is she coming on the pod? We invited her. I'll talk to her. Stace. Take a ride in my Jeep. <laughs> Clueless. Stacy, let's go see the Natural History Museum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you see that? What happened to the mastodons? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> They're uh, dead? Oh. DMX, man. Rest in peace. She's wondering if spaghetti got spilled on John F. Kennedy. Like, what's going on? <laughs> okay. If the Chargers call Kyle to come play tackle, will he do it? Let me say this. Brandon Staley. I'm Brandon Staley, okay, Kyle? Hello, this is Brandon Staley. Why did you leave Justin Herbert in the game? Okay, okay. So, yeah. Well, Kyle, we played a win. Did you see, did you, did you see the game last year, Kyle? Okay, we're not going to start tie. from the top. We're not going to tie. Start we from will, the top. Kyle, I will never, we will never not win. Ask me to play for you. Hey, Kyle Brandon Staley. Coach, 
You haven't gotten circumcised, have you? <laughs> Why? Uh, you need more uncircumcised men in that locker room. <laughs> well, all, I just want to make sure you didn't lose your strength. You know, well, there's an old parable. Samson, fleeting. he cut his beard, and he wasn't strong again. So don't, don't ever take that turtleneck off, son. <laughs> You're going to need it. Okay, Kyle. Let's cut to brass tacks. Whole team's hurt. Rashawn Slater's hurt. Got another guy named Storm Norton at right tackle waiting in the wings. We got to guard this pretty good, but we just need players, man. We need players. Yeah. I don't know if you watched the game Sunday. It was tough. You guys need help. Rashawn Slater's down. Okay. What are you going to do, man? Can't just sit on the beach all day, bro. Okay. You got to take care of that quarterback. You leave him in there down 38 to 10. All right, Kyle. I know how to win. There's going to be a coup d'etat. Bye-bye, Kyle. Kyle, I'm calling Taylor Lewan. Who's also injured. You're right. Never mind. Hi, Kyle. It's Brandon Staley. Yeah, I'm still here. (laughs) You want to get in and out? I'm going to call TJ Lang now. Okay. Good guy. I FaceTimed TJ. He didn't call me back. I got yeah. beef. TJ, also, I'm cutting another promo. I don't think he listens to this podcast. Yeah, well, oh, Kyle, sucks. which is worse for locker room vibes after a game? Game losing field goal or blowout loss on the road? I think a game losing field goal is really tough because a blowout loss on the road makes you kind of look inwardly. And then when you're on that plane on the way home, you get to talk to a lot of the guys. You're all looking at the film. And instead of looking at it later, you're there with your buddy. It was always Charles Leno who would say, Kyle, like you see 52, that's your guy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he would quietly let me know when I was wrong and he would celebrate loudly the things that I did yeah. well. And I think that that's a microcosm of how planes and the NFL works. And especially yeah. after losses is guys want get, to get it fixed. You know what I'm saying? But when you, when you do it right and then one guy happens to do it wrong and it shows louder than your wrongs, which is the missed kick, yeah that hurts man i think a lot of times after losses like that it's just a big contest to see who's the most mad on the way home which Uh, sucks when you lose a really close game everybody is legitimately dejected and so no one needs to pretend and everybody comes a lot more everybody grieves different shout out k dot but when you lose a close game like that kyle it's easy to just be consumed in your grief over losing that game when you lose a blowout, everybody's distracted by how do I show the coach who's going to be in panic mode and everybody's shit runs downhill. Everybody's getting fired. People are fucking tearing their ace, you know, their delt, pointing <laughs> fingers, man, in every direction. So I, I just, for me, it was like a close loss that brought you together, and a blowout that drives you apart. Got it. I guess I got blown out a lot. A we blow- went to New England one time, and I thought it was like being on a Pop Warner team playing against, you know. Kyle, Alabama. We got beat by New York Jets Brett Favre like 47 to 3.